The biggest SPAC announcement that we've heard in some time now, Bird Rides will be going public in a combination with Switchback 2, ticker SWBK. We gotta figure out what the new Bird ticker is gonna be though. Let's bring in the CEO. Travis Vandersanen is joining us. He's a founder at Bird Rides. Travis, it's great to have you here on the program. Do you know what the ticker is gonna be for the new company? Uh, we don't know yet, that's still pending, but uh, stay tuned, we'll have something for you shortly. Okay, I got an idea, B-I-R-D would be an easy one to remember. I think it's free. Uh, so first tell us why a SPAC, because right now people are a little bit scarred from the SPAC stuff, Travis. They've seen a lot of companies come to the public market without profits and they've been getting burned on them. Yeah, so you know, Bird is a, an electric vehicle, microelectric vehicle company in over 200 cities now across the world. and. Um, you know, we, we really have focused on, you know, ride profits over the last few years. And now that we have positive ride profits, uh, we feel like now's a, a perfect time to take the company public. And I recognize, uh, you know, SPAC 2.0, as I call it last year, got a little frothy with companies that didn't necessarily have real revenue or real traction. I think the great thing about SPAC 3.0, which I think we're entering in now, is companies like Bird are going out that have a real track record of, of real revenues. Um, real, real, real unit economics really working, and and ultimately, you know, we we feel like um, SPAC 3.0 is is a great time for Bird to come out and take the company public now that the economics are working. Let's talk about those economics. Uh, I'm looking at a chart of the uh, gross transaction volume, and it looks like you guys are at the highest you've ever uh, been, or is that uh, just from the past uh, year and a half? Uh, I'm looking at the trend over this COVID period from your investor presentation, and you've seen quite a bit of growth just within these last four weeks. We sure have. I mean, you know, the we're seeing demand really explosive in the springtime here. People obviously want to get out of their houses. They want to rediscover their cities and taking a bird ride around your city is a great way to to do that and happens to be a very environmentally friendly way to do that. Uh, and so we are seeing some pretty some pretty explosive pent up demand here in the springtime. It started with the U.S. market in March really opening as the vaccines rolled out. And now we're even seeing the European market uh, start to pick up pace as those markets start to reopen. You've continued to adapt and improve and make changes to the ride itself, the Bird Scooter, uh, from day one. They're a lot more high tech now. What do the unit economics look like right now for the Bird? Can you give us some numbers here on when you turn profitable for each Bird? I know you're also looking at bikes too coming soon, but right now it's the scooter. So the latest Bird that's out there, walk us through the economics. Yeah, so the latest vehicles that are out there, the Bird, the Bird 2s and 3s, those are lasting 18 to 24 months on average. We've really invested heavily in making those ruggedized and, and, and lasted a, a very long time, especially in a, in a rental market. Um, the payback period on those, they pay themselves back in about six to eight months. Uh, and so uh, the half-life of a vehicle lasting 18 to 24 months, they are ROI positive. Uh, and we think that's why now's a perfect time to, to pour more capital on the model and continue to, to, to scale around the world. How many miles or hours need to be driven per vehicle for you to hit that profitability at the rate that you just mentioned? You really only need a couple rides per day over the course of six to eight months to pay back the vehicle. And then everything beyond that is all uh, all profitable at the at the vehicle level. You know, I, I uh, spent a lot of time as an executive in the ride sharing space. So I was COO at Lyft and an executive at Uber. And you know, in that time, you know, I, I spent a lot of time onboarding drivers. And one of the challenges is 
with the human powered marketplaces are that the economics tend to get tougher over time as the, the cost of the driver goes up and, and the economics get, get worse as they drive fewer days and fewer hours. The nice thing about Bird is we roll out new hardware and new vehicles and we continue to invest heavily in the electric vehicle technology. Uh, as we roll out new cohorts of vehicles, the economics of this business just keep getting better and better and better. So right now, uh, I, I'm, I could be very well missing something, but I'm looking at the uh, the amount of G, GTV, the first chart we looked at that's that's going higher. I see the expectations for your uh, EBITDA margin to flip positive uh, later on in 2023. Uh, but yet when we're looking at the overall business, of course, there's still a big loss here on the bottom line. So what do you need right now? Do you need scale for more riders? Do you need to bring the unit economics down faster? Are there anything that are going to change within that operational capacity or per scooter price point? Or is it just scale, if that makes sense? What needs to happen to get that bottom line loss positive? Yeah, so in, in the second half of uh, 2020, we actually threw up positive 40% of ride profit and positive 15% if you include the vehicle. And so really we just need to continue to scale into more cities, do more rides to really pay for the OPEX in the business. And OPEX, you know, we plan to stay relatively flat. And so as you scale and do more rides, more top line, ultimately we think, um, you know, that'll, that'll more than cover the, you know, the OPEX in the business. And then as I mentioned, the Bird 3 vehicles are, are performing incredibly well and the economics are even stronger on those. And so over the next year, as the fleet flips over to the new hardware, you automatically get better economics uh, as well as a result of that. And so, you know, we don't think a lot needs to happen for us to, to, to really be, you know, get this business profitable. We just need to continue to execute as we are today. And, and you know, the business has only been operating for three and a half years and we're already showing very good economics at the at the ride profit level, and it's just about scaling into more cities and doing more rides. What about the competitive aspect? I first took a scooter. It was a bird in Santa Monica, I think, three years ago. It was awesome. It made the trip. I frankly love the product, but when you look at the competition that's built up and the difficulty that it's been so far getting into the cities permanently, right? I mean, isn't that still a battle that you guys are fighting? What does that look like post-COVID? Where can we expect birds and birds alone? Well, when you when you think about just electric transportation generally, you know, a lot of the attention and competitive dollars are spent on, you know, the, the automobile side and the car side and the longer distance trips. It turns out 60% of all trips in a city are five miles or less. And so what we love going after is the short distance trips. And, and we think that's the bigger market opportunity. And when you look at those two side by side, there's actually way less competitive intensity in the micro electric vehicle category where Bird's going after. And so, you know, it, it is on a relative basis, way less competitive than maybe the, the automobile space where there's a lot of folks uh, attention on, on those, you know, within, within the micro EV space, uh, the other nice thing is, you know, we've invested very early on on city relationships and, and working closely with cities and collaborating with them. And as a result, we've been able to, you know, capture over 150 permits and MOUs across cities across the, uh, the US and, and Europe primarily. Um, and so there is a nice regulatory capture piece there where it is, you know, more difficult for others to come in, to come in later. It's not to say it doesn't happen, but it is, you know, as you build up those relationships with cities, um, it, we actually think that's a, a great thing because we wanna work closely with them. 
On the competitive aspect, uh, uh, to come back to that for a point, though, I mean, there's other scooters. There's Lyft scooter. There's Lime. There's a bunch of others, and some operating under the bigger companies like a Lyft. What we saw during the COVID period is Uber stock performed way better than Lyft because Uber had that diversified business model. It is a scooter business, and the short-distance mobility going to be able to stand alone, or will you fit better in or have difficulty competing with, say, a Lyft scooter when they have another business around it? Yeah, I think the key to being successful in this category is how good are you at, on the hardware side? How good are your, your, your electric vehicles? How good is your operation? And, and that's really what matters. We tend to be supply constrained, not demand constrained. And so we don't think there's a big advantage to be have like, you know, a master map app, if you will, or a platform. What, what really makes sense is how do the economics on your micro EVs and, and how good are the vehicles and how good is your local operation? And that's really what, what matters in this category. It's, it's less about, you know, which map are you on? It turns out the bird vehicles actually generate their own demand. People are walking by them and they see the vehicle and then they open their app and take a ride. And as you mentioned, Sounds like you had a good time in Santa Monica. It is one of the sure best did. places to get around. I need them back in Chicago. I don't see them around here, uh, uh, Travis. Are you going to need to hire more people as things get back to normal and you get back into more cities? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're par partnering with local entrepreneurs and local local businesses to help with the operation in the 200 plus cities that we're operating in now. And um, we've really started entering the, the mid-tier and long-tail cities as well. I mean, we're in cities now that are less than 100,000 people. And uh, it's great to see that Burr can have an impact on reducing gas car trips globally uh, as we roll out the, you know, the platform to, to more cities. Okay. Last one, uh, uh, Travis, thanks for uh, going through the business here with us. Uh, the expectations for that uh, EBITDA margin that we were looking at to turn positive, the full bottom line profitability, is, is that the same timeline, 2023? Exactly. 2023 is when we're targeting, you know, break even and turning positive uh, at the at the EBITDA level and then break even as a as a company. Um, you know, that's something we feel like is 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 very we're very on track for. As I mentioned, we just need to keep doing more of what we're doing, more cities and and really scaling the, the top line to cover the the OPEX while we keep the OPEX relatively flat. OK, well, I had to ride a bike into work today because Uber's getting too expensive. So you get him in the loop in Chicago and I'll be on a bird every day. Travis, thanks for walking us through the business. All right, we'll see you soon. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Travis uh, Van Der Zanden is the CEO and founder at Bird, getting ready to watch the company go public uh, through the SPAC merger. All right.